Welcome once more to the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with David Carl, uh, Sandy Clough alongside, as always, Coach Carl with us again, as always, as the fourth-ranked uh, DU Pioneers approach this weekend with a two-game set against Miami, Ohio at Magnus Arena, a Friday night, 7 o'clock start. You can hear the game on 104.3 The Fan HD3. Uh, same on Saturday night, except for an earlier start, as usual, 6 p.m. on Saturday night, 104.3 The Fan HD3 with uh, Chase Stickney on the play-by-play. And uh, DU comes in to the weekend at 17-5, uh, ranked fourth nationally in uh, the USCHL poll this week and fifth in the pairwise. And uh, uh, Coach... Uh, an interesting weekend, and, and we talked last week a little bit about uh, the layoff, and it seemed to have an effect, certainly in your opening game with Alaska Fairbanks, uh, a pretty good team. Uh, on Friday night, you dropped one three to one. Uh, you obviously did not have your A game. Uh, was Alaska Fairbanks maybe a little better than uh, most all of us? Bought it to me. Um, maybe. I mean, we, they were exactly what what we expected them to be. Um, you know, but I think they they certainly don't maybe have the. You know, given what's gone on in the last three to five years um, with COVID and a in a shutdown season for them, and in playing the independent schedule, they certainly don't get the coverage or maybe the notoriety that they deserve, and. Um, you know, watching them on film and watching, um, you know, you always follow the teams that you're going to be playing um, non-conference wise and uh, following their season, they've, they've done an excellent job um, all year long. And, um, you know, they were, they were big, fast, heavy, relentless. Um, they just work and work and they, they don't leave you alone on the ice. And um, so it was a really, I mean, it was impressive. Uh, to be quite honest, and a really good team for us to play, we felt it would be. And, um, you know, unfortunately, we weren't able to uh, find it on Friday night and, and kind of be able to adjust and, and break out of what they were doing. Um, and Saturday, albeit 7-2, to you know, it's not like we dominated them. Um, they're a team that you have to be opportunistic with. You know, you have to take advantage of some of their – aggressiveness and um and let your skill take over but it's a it's a really hard team to generate a high level of shot count against um they did the same thing to penn state and they're building a team you know us and penn state are probably top two to five uh in in shots and in attempts and um they outshot penn state and they're building as well so that i get a lot of respect for their team their coach and um you know, certainly think that they could go on a run and, and, and they're knocking at the door of the NCAA tournament right now. Um, and they certainly could go on a run and, and get themselves there with an at-large bid as an independent. You gave up on Friday night, two goals on a five minute power play. There was a major penalty called against uh, your captain, Justin Lee, uh, which bothered you more, the two goals you gave up or the penalty that Justin took that admittedly was uncharacteristic. Yeah, um, I don't know. 
probably both, you know, it's, it's hard and, you know, that's our only penalty of the night. Yes. Um, you know, so that's a good thing, but yeah, I mean, five minute majors are, are a challenge. We've done a pretty good job this year of not taking them. Um, you know, so it's a, it's a good lesson to learn in January, um, you know, for the rest of the guys and Justin knows better, obviously with his experience, but, um, yeah. And then the, the goals, um, you know, our two failed entry executions, yeah. um, you know, the first one we're real close on, on making a play, it could be a little bit more aggressive, you know, on the wall. Um, and then they, they get one, I don't know if it went off Benning's um, rear end or not, but, um, and then the second one, you know, it, it takes a weird balance off risk, you know, in the slots. And again, that's, that's kind of been our kill this year. We've, we've found a way to get scored on. And um, so that was disappointing. And uh, we score on our five on three, can't find a way to get a five on five goal or right. a power play goal. And um, obviously they get, get the empty netter. So um, again, it wasn't like, you know, I think five on five chances were eight, five or seven, five for them. Um, so it wasn't a total, you know, domination, but when we only have five or six, five on five scoring chances, uh, we don't feel very good about ourselves. And so um, that part, you know, that taste stays in your mouth. And um, again, even the next night, I, I think we only got, we got up to maybe 10 or 11 uh, or just under 10, five on five chances. We were just, we capitalized a little bit more and um, you know, the, the power play obviously scored as well. So. Well, you, you mix things up on Friday night a little bit, and then we'll get to Saturday night here. Uh, you mixed up uh, your line uh, combinations again, except for the fourth line, which leads to the uh, conclusion that you liked your fourth line on Friday night. Yeah. Maybe not so much was, the top three, but your fourth line was fine Friday. Yeah. Fourth line was really good. I mean, they, they led our team in chances. Um you know, they were all plus two or plus three and, and they obviously don't play as much as the other guys. And, um, you know, that was a big part of our Saturday meeting was uh, praising their efforts. And, and again, different teams like are good matchups for certain players and, but the players who it's not a great matchup for, they have to find ways to adjust and still um, be able to make an impact. And so that's, again, it gets back to, um, a lot of some similarities like between Alaska and a team like UMass Lowell that we played in the NCAA tournament last year where, um, you know, ice is really hard to come by and you, you, it doesn't matter except at the end of the night in the NCAA tournament that you got more goals than the other team. And so you have to find ways to have success. And, and again, that was, you know, as, as poor as Friday was and our inability to, to get out of it, um, we were able to turn the page and, um, you know, make some adjustments and, and be better on Saturday night. Um, you know, like the lines, uh, made a change on the power play in the third period, um, that got us a goal. And, um, so yeah, we're, you know, we're, we're at that point where we're still kind of tinkering and, and trying to figure out what works consistently. And, um, we expect it to be, in that position, especially with our forward group. And um, we're going to continue to work at it until we find something that works. 
Well, it was beautifully balanced on Saturday night. Uh, Mazer, Rizzo, Wright, five points. Rose, uh, Thompson, and Devine, two points. Webster, King, Dornback, four points. Edwards, Capone, uh, Lorenz, one point. And your defense pairings all contributed. Uh, Barron's had two assists. Uh, you had three points uh, combined from William and Benning. And you had one point on the goal from uh, uh, Lee. And so, uh, once again, seven different goal scorers. And eight power play chances. That was the number that jumped out to me. I think that's a season high for you in one game. Yeah, it might be. Um, you know, obviously a few in the third, the five on three in the third, you know, things start to kind of add up and accumulate. And um, but yeah, the balance on on Saturday was good. And um again, hopefully that's something that that we can maintain um going into this weekend against Miami. We'll come back, we'll talk about Miami, and we'll uh, ask David about uh, specifics on what a team goes through after a Friday night loss the next day on Saturday. When we continue with the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with David Carl, stay with us. Campus Lounge Coaches Show with David Carl continues now. Sandy Clough alongside, and uh, Coach, uh, uh, You've uh, uh, had experience uh, through all of the years coming off uh, a Friday night loss and going into a Saturday game. Uh, what is your home routine uh, like specifically? Uh, you obviously spend some time as a coaching staff uh, looking at the game before the players do. Uh, you alluded to some of how you presented uh, that game and any tape you showed on Saturday a little bit earlier, but uh, tell us specifically, give us kind of a timeline of what your Saturday looked like this past Saturday after the loss on Friday night. Yeah. Um, try and follow a similar routine, whether it's a, a win or a loss. Um, well, the routine is the same, but maybe the message changes based on what we feel the team um, needs to hear. And, um, so we we watch uh, two periods together as a staff after the game on on Friday night. Um, come in early in the morning on Saturday, um, you know, and and watch the third, and then uh, we'll pull clips together that we think is um, you know paramount for us to be able to have success uh, on Saturday night. Any adjustments we want to make or anything that we feel we need to continue um, to do. Um, so we'll meet generally as a staff at about 8.45, 9 in the morning. And then uh, we're downstairs at about, um, you know, 10, 10, 10, 15. Well, a lot of times we'll meet with our leadership group, kind of get their perspective on the game, um, share with them ours, share with them maybe a little bit of what uh, we believe the message needs to be and uh, making sure that they're not surprised uh, by the message. And then, 10.30, we meet with the team, go over the our process, um, you know, things that we uh, liked about the game, didn't watch the video that that usually supports the the things we liked and didn't like. And um, and then we'll announce lineup and uh, guys who aren't dressing or didn't dress the night before that are in the lineup, they can go on the ice and, and get a skate in. Um, oftentimes that's led by Ryan Massa, um, our, our goaltender coach. And then uh, the rest of the guys are down in the weight room with Matt Shaw, um, 
you know, doing a yoga session or something like that. And, and then they're watching their one-on-one -on -one video, you know, throughout the morning because it's all tagged for them. Sometimes we want to pull guys in, have maybe a couple separate one-on-one -on -one meetings of, you know, who need, you know, like, for example, our fourth line um, was a positive meeting. It's like, yeah. you know, you guys did a great job. Um, your challenge is to do it two nights in a row. Don't, don't be complacent and comfortable and um, good on them. They, they went out and they, they did it again. So you just, you know, you have different meetings throughout the morning, pregame meals around noon and um, everyone heads home for a nap and is back at, at about 3.15, 3.30. We mentioned uh, all the changes you made. Obviously, one very helpful change is getting Barron's back mm -hmm. on Saturday night. <laughs> and he picked up uh, uh, right from where he left, maybe even better. Uh, did you talk to him about his World Junior experience? And um, obviously, judging by his performance Saturday night, uh, if anything, he gained some things rather than uh, losing anything or, or being fatigued uh, during the course of the World Junior Tournament. He came back and played one of the strongest games. Yeah, I think those things are generally always confidence boosters uh, for the guys that, that partake in them, um, good or bad. And we had a conversation with someone yesterday even about Divine and Booyam and how they came back, you know, from not making the team with um, a little bit of a um, – spur in their side and in wanting to to prove that they should have been there and um so yeah you see the same thing but on the opposite with sean with his confidence and um you know that's he's a huge part of our team and um it was great to get him back in the lineup on saturday night um you know part of that those conversations were certainly with him and how he was feeling and um we actually had that talk on on friday night he he was pretty adamant that he wanted to play. And um, so that was a good thing and um, was good to get him back in for sure. Yeah. And uh, you, of course the bronze medal game was, was played, I think after we uh, presented our program last week, now it's a hell of a game against Sweden for uh, the USA team to get its bronze medal eight, seven win. And yeah. uh, he was a player of the game uh, in the, day after Christmas uh, opener against Latvia, uh, which was a nice feather in his cap, three points uh, in seven games. Good to get him back. Uh, how do you go about deciding? I know probably after Friday, you did want to change the lines. How, how do you go about deciding exactly what the combinations will be? Um, a lot of conversation as a staff. Um, you know, we we we've had a lot of different combos this year. So trying to yeah. memory recall on what worked and what didn't. And, um, you know, a lot depends on how people are playing and, um, you know, who needs to play with who, like you look like at uh, Webster and King, whoever plays with those two seems to be able to kind of find their game and, and spend some time in the offensive zone. Cause their details and habits are so good. Um, you know, we're, we're constantly trying to think about, you know, depth of our scoring and, you know, do we need to split up Mazer and Rizzo or do, should we yeah. keep them together? And um, so, yeah, we, we just a lot of conversation as a, as a staff uh, moving names around the board and, and trying to figure out what we think looks the best and uh, what might work for a period of time might not work for an extended period. And so it's just trying to um, always stay on top of, um, 
what we believe is working and, and isn't. And ultimately it's good for the guys to play with different people um, throughout the year, because, you know, we might, you might go on a, again, everything's in preparation for the NCAA tournament. We might have last change in the first game of the, the NCAA tournament. If we win that game, we, we might not have last change in the second game. And, and so do we, do we want to have our lines made makeup be different um, to try and make matchups challenging on the other team. So, um, you know, I think it's good change. You know, you don't want to have too much change. It's finding that, that fine line. Um, but you also, if you do have to make changes come postseason, you don't want the guys to be like, you know, what, what's going on here, you know, flipping the world upside down. Um, they're comfortable in that environment a little bit. So, I don't know. Those are some things that, that kind of go into it. Well, the conference uh, season resumes this weekend, starting with a two-game set with Miami. And we'll talk about that series, the remaining schedule, all 14 remaining games, the seven two-game sets all come against NCHC competition. Uh, Sandy Clough, of course, Coach David Carl. This is the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with David Carl. Stay with us. The Campus Lounge Coaches Show with David Carl continues now. I'm Sandy Clough. And again, a reminder that uh, the games this weekend at Magnus with Miami uh, will start at 7 o'clock on Friday, 104.3 The Fan HD3. And on Saturday, 104.3 The Fan HD3. That'll be a 6 p.m. start. And uh, you're... Schedule now is uh, pretty fundamental. You've got seven two-game sets, all against uh, competition within the NCHC. You're in good shape with a three-point lead in the conference right now, 23 points to St. Cloud's 20. Then there's a drop-off. Uh, Miami is at the bottom at 2-7-1 and one in the league, uh, number 38 in the pairways out of the uh, 62 teams uh, that are uh, uh, ranked every week. Uh, in the pairwise rankings. Uh, tell us, uh, Coach, a little bit about the remainder of this season, almost the final third of your season. It's all conference games. And uh, among other things, you only make two plane trips between now and the end of the regular season uh, to St. Cloud and to Western Michigan. Otherwise, you're playing games within the state of Colorado. Yeah, we hope that that pays dividends, um, you know, given the fact that we will be traveling, uh, hopefully for the frozen faceoff and the NCAA tournament, um, you know, so that's that's three flight trips uh, in four weeks for, for the postseason. And so to, to only have two remaining in the regular season, um, I think helps keeps our guys in line um, academically and, um, you know, keeps things ahead there and and you know don't have the I mean we all see the, the travel stories out there right now we've been caught up in it and um you know it can be a challenge getting to some of these places with um with current air travel and so um it's good that we're at home a lot um you know challenging tough schedule I think our league has improved a lot throughout the year um you know starting obviously with Miami this weekend and um you know, a lot of great, a lot of great series. I mean, some, some big rivalry series in our building, you know, in the second half with Colorado college and the ball arena game is, is selling well, but certainly still um, tickets available there on, on January 27th. And the idea of that is to try and get a, um, 
you know, a frozen four type atmosphere, an Excel sure. Energy Center type atmosphere so that our, our kids have that experience um, on that big level stage. And uh, to do it against one of our biggest rivals, obviously, um, will be a lot of fun. And, um, and then, yeah, the North Dakota and Duluth come into the building as well. So it'll be it's going to be great hockey. Um, our, our crowd support has been excellent all year long. And, um, you know, now with the Broncos done um, as well. And, and uh, you know, we look forward to, um, you know, again, having that that support and as we try and go on another run to an NCAA tournament. Tell us about Miami a little bit. Obviously, it hasn't been a great year to this point. I believe this is the first time you'll be playing a team you've already faced this year. Uh, you won at Miami earlier this year. Uh, I believe the first game was uh, four to nothing. Carter Mazur had a natural hat trick. And uh, Tristan Bros uh, scored his first goal at DU in that game. Crona made 24 stops in registering the shutout, uh, 10th career shutout for him. Uh, and uh, you won the next night, uh, four, two, three goals in the third period to uh, sweep the weekend. And uh, Rizzo had points on seven of your eight goals uh, on the weekend. Advantage or no real advantage at all in having played a team before and seeing them now for a second time? I think it's always... Um... I don't know. There's always a comfortability. Um, you know, they, they recognize some of the things that we're talking about throughout the week um, within the game prep. And, um, you know, so I think that that's helpful. And, um, you know, last time we were there, we didn't have King Webster or right. Thompson. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think having those guys in the lineup is, is a big addition um, certainly to uh, try and, you know, start off the weekend, right? Obviously with the win on Friday, you got to do that first, but, um, you know, that to have a successful, you want to win your series um, throughout the season and give yourself a chance to get home ice. And, um, you know, to do that again, you, you have to win your series. So we're up to nothing in the series and, um, you know, two games left this weekend. We, you know, they have the opposite uh, feeling, right? Didn't go well for them in the first series and, and right. they want to, show how much they've improved um, and, and they want to try and even up the series. So uh, that's, a, you know, kind of the fun part of conference play. That's how these rivalries uh, get developed. And, um, you know, we're, we're looking forward to a, a strong uh, battle, you know, all weekend long. And again, uh, Magnus Krona, before we let you run, want to give you a chance to talk uh, about Magnus who played his 100th game. And I believe uh, he'll be making his uh, 100th start. Uh, this weekend, he had one game in which he came on uh, in relief, but uh, 64 wins uh, past Peter Menino uh, last weekend on uh, Saturday night for uh, career wins, fourth on the all-time list. Uh, without question, uh, no doubt that he's one of the five best goaltenders in the history of a glorious program that's had a lot of great goaltenders through the years. Yeah, um, we certainly have. And, you know, I, he was he was really good all weekend long, um, was called upon in big time ways. And, um, you know, he, it's been impressive to see his his growth and his maturity and, um, you know, those saves he's making in games, he's making those same saves in practice. Um, you know, he just he looks like a, a, a professional and, um, 
you know, that's a fun thing to see the maturation of players as they come through the program and, and build, um, you know, their resumes and their pedigrees mentally and uh, physically on the ice. So um, couldn't be more happy for him. And, um, you know, it's great for him that he's getting some of this recognition. And, you know, the, again, the coolest part about Magnus is, you know, he was the one who came in Friday night after Lindenwood um, and said that Maddie should, should play again. And so yeah. he doesn't care about any of this stuff. Um, he cares about the team and, and, and winning. And, and that's, you know, Tavis brings it up a lot. It's really hard for um, Scandinavians to come here and get like that immersed in, in Magnus. Yeah is that immersed in the culture here and his care level um, for pioneer hockey. And, and we're really fortunate um, obviously to have him and he, he continues to um, leave his mark on this program. Coach, good luck this weekend. Uh, we will see you tomorrow night. Great. Thank you. As always, uh, our thanks to you for listening. This has been the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with David Carl, Sandy Clough alongside. And again, 7 p.m. start on Friday night. Uh, game one of the two games set with Miami, uh, 104.3 The Fan HD3, 6 p.m. on Saturday night. Same arrangement, 104.3 The Fan HD3. And uh, we hope to see a lot of you out at Magnus Arena uh, to watch the Pioneers uh, this weekend. Uh, uh, try to get back uh, closer to number one, both in the rankings and in the pairwise, as uh, uh, they uh, come down the stretch with 14 remaining games against the league opponents. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.